welcome to BP Leadership Podcast, where real leaders are made. I'm your host, Bill Purvis, and today's episode is our second in the, the final part of our conversation with Officer Kevin Baldwin. And we're going through a series now called Back the Blue, and we're learning a lot of things about uh, the police uh, job, law enforcement, and uh, things that Kevin has experienced about fighting with people that are random people on the busy highway, about dangerous situations he's been in, lessons he's learned about reading people and situations, and things he's understood about law enforcement. Great subject today. You're going to enjoy, my friend. I look forward to it, so let's get started. Now, let me ask you, your values in life, what is it that you treasure the most? What are the things that, that are important to you? Family. Yeah. Family is the most important thing. Uh, yeah. I love my family. Yeah. My kids, my wife, uh, we, we love them. We yeah. love our, our kids and our family. I can see that. We do this marriage retreat, and, and I, I watch you and Trish, and y'all are always in love and always, always affectionate. And uh, and and look like you're happy together. And you may you may have had like all of us a fight before you came, but we <laughs> but, but, but I, it's easy to see that your value. And one of the things you got, Kevin, that really is big, it's a spirit of honor. I, I always say when you're talking to somebody, listen for a sound of honor. And uh, and this morning when I mentioned your name to my wife and said I'm, I can't wait to go over there and, and uh, do this podcast with Kevin. She said, I got to tell you, Kevin has got the greatest honor. She said, I'm, I'm telling you, Bill, he's always respectful and honoring and kind. And she said, I just love him. And she said, his wife, Trish, will seek me out every time that she sees me just to come up and say she loves me and be around me. And so y- y'all really display that real well. Yes, sir. I'm glad you got a great wife and, and an awesome son, too. Yes, I met sir. Him. And I, I met him one time, and then about four months later, I saw him again, and he looked like he'd grown three inches. Yes, sir. He, he's growing a lot. He's, yeah, he's hitting that stage yeah, he's hitting now. that stage now. Now, what's his favorite sport? Basketball. Okay. All right. And what does he want to do in, in life? He wants to play in the NBA. Hey, go, go ahead. Tell him to go get it. That's go right. do it. You can do it. You, you know, can do we, anything. Yeah, we have people right here in the church that have played in the pros, both basketball, football, baseball, and and they came out of a of a family that you know that it was a big change out there and they came out of a family in Columbus that man that I've ever had anybody in their family that played the pros but they set a dream and and they they retired from it yes so, yes now some of them in football walk a little uh, they walk they walk real slow now the injuries yeah we got a couple of pro football players and when they come in they're slow getting that out and I said you know, everybody knew their name but but now they spend all the time at the doctor's office that's true <laughs> so, that's true I know now the let me ask you this when you're when you're on the if you pull somebody up and start talking to them can you tell if they're guilty of something or if they're lying to you or if they're just nervous can you kind of pick what that is right yeah you, it's it's there are certain indicators you can pick up on people. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always tell if a person is truthful. It, it like when I was in traffic, and an indicator to me would be if when I request to see your license, uh-huh. and you you know you pat your pants. Oh, I left them at home. Right. That indicates to me that hey, your license may be suspended. Yeah, you know yeah. That, those are indicators like that or. When you stop people, they want to get out of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, you always explain to them, um, for your safety and my safety, please remain inside the vehicle. Right. Because um, that's an indicator they might want to flight, you yeah. know, the flight syndrome, yeah. the, the deer deer in the headlights. Right. Um, now, have so, you ever had to wrestle somebody down? And, I, I've been in some pretty good <laughs> I've been in some pretty good fights and scuffles. Yeah. I, I'll tell this story. Um, right. 
years ago, I was um, we were on a, a detail. It was a mm-hmm. DUI detail before I left traffic, and um, mm-hmm. I had this young um, African American young lady pull over mm-hmm. on Manchester Expressway, and um, everything was calm. Now she's mm-hmm. my I'm out on traffic with her, and out of the blue, there's this guy running down Manchester, running uh-huh. across the six lane highway on Manchester, uh-huh. screaming at me telling me that people were trying to kill him and uh, um, I don't know what was yeah. going on with him. And uh, he and I got into a scuffle. I mm-hmm. ended up tasing him. And no. <laughs> it was, I probably shouldn't be telling That's that, right, but no. it was it was pretty pretty interesting. I mean, and that tase thing will light you up, won't the it? The taser works. Yes. How many votes is in that thing? Uh, I want to say, don't quote, I think it's 50,000 votes. Whoa. I think. Gosh. So now, if you're, if you, if one is, if you taste somebody and they're holding on to somebody else, they both get it, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, look, if only if you touch the probe, like okay. it shoots two probes. Okay. So if you touch that probe, yeah, it's going to. Okay. It's going to shock you. Yeah. Right. And it, it'll stay down quite a while. Oh, yeah. It, it'll keep you down as long as you keep pulling the trigger. Yeah. Um, it'll keep you down. Now, is it the kind that has the wire to it that shoots out? And it, does Correct. the wire stick to you, or is it just because it's uh, electric? There's two probes it? at the end of the wire. When, mm-hmm. the, when the wire shoots out, it shoots two probes. And so that's what sticks. That's what, what sticks into your skin. Yeah. So. Good night. That's, yeah. I know. I, I've seen some pictures of that before. Watched them on video on YouTube, and I said, "Man, yeah. that's that's a that's a feel there." It works. Yeah, it works. It'll start your heart. Sure. Oh yes. Or stop it. One. Stop it. One. Yeah. Gosh. That's, and and but but it's really a good safety measure. It's right. the best way to keep from really injuring them. Right. I think it's one of the best tools in law enforcement. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, rather than going hands on, mm-hmm. um, it's better than the pepper spray. Yeah. Um, so. I know. Pepper spray gets get all over you. Yeah, and there are some cases when people get real bad on drugs. I've seen them be sprayed with pepper spray, and it didn't affect them. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Now, will a taser stop them if they're if they're high on drugs? Um, No, it's not. It's the same effect. They're going through that excited delirium, is what it's called. Really? So, so their adrenaline's just so high, right? That that they can't feel that because it overrides it. Correct. Wow. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> I would think 50,000 votes. you got to have a lot of drugs in you to overcome yeah. 50,000 votes. But, but at the same thing, you know, I could, I could see it because I've actually seen pictures of it. Right. So that's crazy. That's, now, the situations you go into that are dangerous that you say, I got there and it was really more dangerous than I thought. And you felt it and had to call for backup, things like that. Yes. I, I remember years ago, we, I was in patrol and we were, in a, we were at a bar over here off of um, – Lincoln Street, Manchester, 17th. Uh-huh. And there was just two of us there at the beginning. Yeah. There's like 300 people out there hmm. and just two uniform officers. And, uh-huh. you know, the people started surrounding us because we were, we had, we was fighting a guy. Right. It was a little club. I don't think it's open no more. And we hmm. was fighting this guy. And all of a sudden the crowd um, surrounded us. Mm-hmm. And it's just like me and another officer. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it, I was so happy to see the Calvary show yeah. because it could have really turned bad. Yeah, I, you know? I can see. Yeah. Right. And that's why that's the biggest thing I wish people would understand. You know, you guys are, are and ladies are are making the streets safer, making the life safer for all of us. I wish I never thought I'd see a day where where we have to even announce back the blue. But because I thought that was just 
that was just in the heart. We ought to. Right. And they don't realize that y'all are on call 24-7 and that you're working at the midnight when everybody else is sleeping and, right. and that whatever was behind a door, when you go knock on that door, you're taking that risk. And uh, and I, I just wish people would, would uh, teach their children, respect law enforcement. I think one of the last signs of a dying world or, or a world that's gotten really far from God is as when we have rejected all authority. And one indication is when we resist or reject um, human authority like law enforcement. That's true. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, because a lot of us, I, I guarantee the people that show you disrespect also probably show their parents disrespect, every employee disrespect. You know, it's just who they are. Don't respect themselves. Yeah. 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 So that's true. And that, and that's that's the bad part of it. Right. But the good is you guys make a big difference. Yeah, so, we try. Yeah. It's hard sometimes. We I don't, try. Yeah, and I don't know that you get thanked like you should. And uh, I remember one year I wanted to do something really well. I, I wanted to let's do some kind of a Christmas gift. It was like monetary for a lot of the police in town. And it was a big one that was publicly going to know. And then uh, a judge had told me, he said, you can't really do that because it looks like you're buying off. And, all, and and he said, you know, if they pull you over next week, they have a problem, you know, you might get away because some kind of law. that. So we said, well, what can we do? Right. And he said, well, if you know him as a friend and know him personally, you can. Right. But we were going to try to bless the whole department. Right. And we were told, you know, that there's all these restrictions. So kind of like pastors, everybody's eyes are on you, and, and you have to play above the line right. at all times. That's true. And even when sometimes it would be, uh, you know, when you could just be normal and be you a citizen, right. they always look at you through the eyes and right. you wear that badge. That's right. And That's so, true. Now, are your parents still living? No, my, my parents um, died several years ago. Oh. Uh, yeah. my, my father, he served, mili- he served in the United States Army. He did 22 years um, there. And he um, worked at a place called Pasco Still and did like mm-hmm. another 20 and my wow. mother died two years later um, in 2005, hmm. and she was like a nurse practitioner. Right. And um, I still miss her to this day. Yeah, I bet. I miss bet. her to this day. Well, she sure raised a good boy, I'll tell you that. I, I miss mean, them, miss both of them yeah, to this they, day. Yeah, they raised a son they'd be proud of, I know. And uh, now, were you in the law enforcement at the time that they had passed away? Did they get a chance? That's correct. Uh, oh, yes. My, I was in law enforcement. Uh, I was in traffic. Um, uh, my dad was my cheerleader. He uh-huh. used to love to see me pull up on the motorcycle, that big hog. Right. He would watch me pull up and sit there and watch me pull off. Uh huh. So, um, yeah, they, they got to see me, um, How about that? graduate the academy and advance in the traffic. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, that's a, that's a big, yes. uh, given a lot of people don't have the relationships at home or they never had that kind of relationship. So you were blessed by that. They deposited in your soul and yes, spirit, sir. some good stuff Yes. and it's come out too. Yes. And I want to tell you, Kevin, of all the, you know, I know a lot of people, but there are certain people I know I can just relax with. And I know they have your best interest in mind and they and they have your back. And I feel that way with you. Yes, sir. I feel that way with my family around you. I, I feel like, you know, if if there was any threat or danger or whatever, my family could call on Kevin. Yes. And I believe that. Yes, sir. You're, 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 you're as good as they come. Yes, sir. I'm glad for your faith. I'm, I'm thrilled. You know, it's crazy as, as I, I, I just look at how God brought you, you know. And comes in through one way through the through the security out there the parking lot and into the into the building for security and then coming to God, and I I think that's a story that hopefully a lot of people will see is is just letting God navigate their life wherever He takes them if the job puts them there or 
opportunity puts them there that may be where God wants them at that moment. And they may not even know God, but if they'll just be where they are and be a little bit attentive to that moment, I think that God will use even that to draw them. Yes, and, sir. Uh, and you've, you've modeled that out. And now, what are your plans in life? Any big dreams? Anything that... Well, not really yet. Um, I'm in investigations now, so I'm going to try to do maybe um, maybe about seven, maybe eight more years mm -hmm. in um, law enforcement. Maybe after that, just um, retire and go fish. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right>. yeah. <laughs> now, with the investigations, is that... Is that crime like uh, like murders and and uh, stuff like that? Um, no, so I I'm in um, a unit that's um, called the Columbus Police Department Property Crimes um, Unit. Um, we basically investigate um, burglaries, mm -hmm. um, stolen vehicles, felony thefts, um, a little bit of everything, depending on what it is. And I really enjoy it yeah. because it's it's very challenging. Yeah. And sometimes you're not going to, like, always solve that case right mm -hmm. then and there. Right. But then maybe 18 months down the road, yeah, you get a big lead, so, and then you solve that case. And yeah. it's so rewarding. Yeah. yeah it's like, rewarding. That's when you find that missing piece of that, the puzzle. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes you, you ever think, God, it was right in front of me. I don't know how I missed that one. Correct. Yeah. Correct. It's right there. Just don't have enough. To, to put that puzzle together like you was just describing. Right. Yeah. And then you get that big, that piece of that puzzle, and then right. you get the break in it. Yeah. And that's what I like about it, mm -hmm. you know. That's, yeah, that, well, you know, there's a, <clears throat> Columbus is known for years ago, and this is before your time, I think, that, that stocking strangler murder deal that was in Columbus. That's, wherever I go, if I meet somebody, I, I met somebody a while back in uh, Siesta Key, Florida. And it was one of the chiefs down there, police in the Siesta Keys, Sarasota area. And the minute he found out it's from Columbus, oh, the Stock and Strangler case. Mm. And all these detectives, wherever I go, just about in the country, they know that case. Yeah. And that was probably what put, in a bad way, some of the Columbus on the map. But but also, I think it was like police were all all hands on board trying to solve that one. That's correct. And, uh, what was that? Was it like nine nine ladies that were killed, something like that? Uh, I think it was somewhere around there. Yeah, seven or nine, something like that. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was a it was a gentleman that or a guy that that was breaking in houses of older widow ladies and strangling them with pantyhose and and some cases they died, one or two cases they didn't, but that was one of those. Was that just before your time or? It, it was before my time. Yeah, it was before my time. Yeah. Do, do y'all ever study that case or look at that or anything? To no, I have not. not um, I haven't looked at it, but it might mm -hmm. sound like something to look into. Yeah, yeah. I, I read about it later. Somebody put it in a report. I said, "I'm gonna read that." Right. And I, I read about it and just saw kind of all the things. And it, it had the. In fact, I knew a man, a husband, who was going to church on a Sunday morning, and his wife had tore her pantyhose. And he said, "She said, would you run down to the store? It's right down the street, and they lived in that area." And get me a pair of pantyhose. He said, sure. He walked out, got in his car. Then he said, whoa, no. And he went back in. He said, you're going to have to go without him today. He said, every police in town looking for somebody buying pantyhose. And, uh, and I remember that was, you know, he said, that was such a high alert. Yeah. And I said, wow, that's great. But he said, I had to think about even that. I'd be a suspect yeah. being a man in this neighborhood going yeah. over there. And yeah. Because so, yeah. it, it had it had been national. You know, it was a, it was a big deal. And, uh. And I know a lot of the older policemen were apart during that time. Yes. And so, but you, you guys, now y'all basically 
the thing I like about it is y'all are doing constant training. So y'all train on weapons and train on 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 computers and everything you can possibly oh, yeah. train C- on. Columbus, Columbus Police Department is the, one of the best departments in the southeast. Yeah. Uh, we go through a, a lot of um, extensive training. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you, when you're hired on with Columbus, and I always sell the police yeah. department. People always ask me about, you know, law enforcement, policing. Right. And I always saw Columbus Police Department. For one, you're going to get the best training. Mm-hmm. You go through the academy, it's like 10 or 12 weeks, I think. Once you come out of the academy, then we have in-house training mm-hmm. where you're um, assigned to training and you learn the policy and procedures of the department. Right. And then you go from there and you arrive with FTO and there's like three phases. So mm-hmm. you, it's almost like a year before yeah. you actually become solo. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we have one of the, the best departments training, um, you know, yeah. in the southeast. I've heard that. I've heard, I've heard that it really, you know, it, that's one of the things. A lot of people go from here to other places and, you know, after they get training here and go to other places and become stars on their police departments that's true. because of training here. That's true, because yeah. of the training here. Now, what all have you learned as in, in all these years? Uh, one is about people and about Society, any any lessons you'd learned? You said this is some takeaways I got. So, a couple of takeaways. Um, um, I learned policing is um, basically treat everybody the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, treat people with respect. Right. Um, you can't talk down to people. Mm-hmm. Um, there may be times where you have to to talk to people in a certain way, but you always want to de-escalate right. any situation that you're involved in. Yeah. And um, you have to be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, the job is, you know, 90% common sense. Yeah. And then, you know, there's the other 10% where, you know, every day is different. You might mm-hmm. um, be in a calm situation. Right. Then the next minute you might be in a gunfight. Yeah. You know, yeah. fighting for your life. Yeah. Yeah. It changes quickly. It changes quickly. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it for our conversation with Kevin Baldwin here on the BP Leadership Podcast. And you are in for a treat because Bill's next guest in the next podcast is none other than the man himself, Neil Stilwell. For those of you that don't know who Neil is, he is just a legend around this local Columbus, Georgia area in Phoenix City. He is the man with the golden touch. He has taken companies and made them into multi-million dollar companies. Not once, not twice, but over three times has he done this with different companies. He is just so wise when it comes to business. But not only that, he has the biggest heart, just a kind heart, and he loves God. So you are in for a treat as you hear this podcast coming up soon with Neil Stilwell. So make sure that you stay tuned and hit the subscribe button so that you get notified as soon as that podcast airs. Thank you all again for tuning in. We'll see you all next time. And remember that this is where real leaders are made.